0: Yo, it is World Cup Soccer, and we have the preview for you, including, and mostly, only, bets. We have some futures bets, we're gonna, I think we're definitely gonna be tweeting out uh, game bets, and throughout the weeks here, going to give you updates on Twitter mostly, but probably record a little short, blurb about uh each week and how the world cup's going mostly focusing on usa soccer but you know we'll we'll see what else we can talk about i'm sure there's going to be plenty of talking points i know i wanted to touch on the poor conditions of qatar if you will and kind of how things are already starting before the first kickoff here also don't uh, hate qatar to win the opening match feel like the whole thing has already been corrupted and and rigged. The fact that it's it's even in Qatar, a country that has no business hosting the world, <laughs> the entire globe in its its country, probably going to fix the opening game so they get a little uh, little you know celebration, happy first first game, and why not? So I think that's mostly all I have to say about it until my bet's here and until we get into our little debate. So Danny, have at it. The floor is yours until you need me to say something else.
1: Yeah, it's here. It's queer. I'm ready. Call me whatever you want. It's this is the this is this is football. This is a the biggest football podcast we have to date, but it's the other football. So I'm pumped. Can't wait. Did yeah, you see I mean, the commercial?
0: What I've this seen lots Ray of commercials Manning? and they all, all, and,
1: and David, I'm the one didn't I, I sent you that oh, yeah okay well yeah you did but I could not remember who sent. It. That's hilarious. Yeah, I do got some good picks I want to give out um but yeah, I'll just I'll just kind of dive into it give you a uh, rundown of the US the youngest team in the tournament, cardiac kids if you will, it's by far the most talented team the U.S. has ever assembled. We're we're churning out these kids on a conveyor belt nowadays, producing producing as much talent as the as the best countries, pretty much. It's gonna get these kids some some good experience, bring it back home on home soil in 2026, and uh, they're they're gonna be a legitimate contender. But I I say the the basement. This team has to get out of the group. They're way too talented. Obviously, their youth and experience is going to be their kryptonite, if you will, but it's just too talented of a group to not get out of to not get out of the group stage they have a reasonable route to at least the quarterfinals i know i know steve's going to touch on this later but i think quarterfinals is very realistic because they do have a reasonable draw a tough group but not an overpowered group let me let me just kind of break down our our strength is definitely the midfield and the wingers unbelievably talented world-class basically at each position the entirety of it is is playing at at top tier leagues in europe so basically your your most likely projected midfield is going to be weston mckinney Eunice musa and tyler adams obviously all all very good young talents playing in the top flights in in europe and on the wings you have Plisic, most likely Plisick obviously the stud, the guy, the face of the team. He's gonna be on he's gonna be on your left wing most likely. And then it's kind of a toss-up. We don't really know what Bear is gonna do. We we have the the beauty of it is we are gonna have a very talented person be left off of the starting lineup. Like it's it's kind of unbelievable to think. But you have Gio Reyna, Tim Weya, Brendan Aronson basically to fill out those other two Attacking midfield spots. One of those guys, I I think it might be Tim Weah who's going to be coming off the bench because I cannot see. Brendan Aaronson has come out of nowhere and he's fantastic. He, one of the best players on the team. I can't see how you leave him on the bench. Gio Reyna, another supreme talent, just turned 20 the other day. He's been banged up the past couple of years, but he is like, it's it could like it. We are we have been blessed. We are one of the healthiest teams in the tournament. I know I've been paranoid about it. We are actually very, very healthy. I saw a stat the other day. I think it was uh, it was five players. I think Pulisic, Reyna, Aronson, McKenney, and Adams, maybe. Between those five, they've never been on the field together. Never. Not one time for the national team have they been on the field together. They've all battled various injuries at different points. But all healthy right now. Gio Reyna is the healthiest he's been in two years. I think he's got to be on the field, which means Tim Wea, who's one of our most talented players in u.s soccer history he's going to be basically our, our 12th man coming off the bench which is unbelievable to think about obviously the son of the president of liberia actually his first name is escaping me right now george Weah. excuse me i could not think of it george Wea, the only african footballer to win the the Belinda or can't say french words the only african footballer to ever win it basically came to the united states after his his soccer career tim Weah grows up here George Way moves back to Liberia is actually the president of Liberia right now as crazy as that sounds um but Tim Way eligible to represent either the US or Liberia decided on the US and he's he's on his way to a to a fantastic career um up top we're gonna have see in my I I would like to put one of these guys like you know put way up top. I don't think that's what Bear is gonna do you, at, at the striker position, one of our somehow one of our weaker positions. We have some quality options, but not like a top flight option. It's most likely gonna be Jesus Ferreira uh starting up top. We also have Josh Sargent. The the big surprise inclusion on the roster was Haji Wright. Got the nod over Ricardo Pepe. Ricardo Pepe was was crucial in world cup qualifying provided the spark was our second leading goal scorer left off the roster tough for him uh i hated it i hate it i feel i'm crushed for him but he's he's a 19 years old he's got a bright future and a bright career for the u.s ahead of him just just tough to be kind of that first man left off the roster but the haji right inclusion haji came up with Polisic and mckinney and 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 those boys they played on the on the you know the U21, U23, U17 teams together. So I think that was just more of a locker room inclusion to kind of, you know, boost morale, give give Polisic his his boy in there with him. Probably not going to see the field unless we're in a in a situation where it's like, you know, we we desperately need a goal and have to get a spark from somewhere. Um so up top, one of our weaker spots, but uh, Jesus Ferreira is a is a is a quality option and you know, he can he'll be able to hold his own up there on the on the outsides in the back and the, uh you know Sergio dest gonna be playing on the right anthony robinson playing on the left anthony fantastic one of my favorite players on the team playing for fulham in the premier league has been excellent i think he's underrated dest now at milan came over from barcelona so also in the in the top flight leagues in the goal, we have Matt Turner is gonna be the starter. He's he's at Arsenal in the Premier League, but he's he's the backup but still a fantastic goalkeeper. It's funny, our our we've always had such strong goalkeeping. And that was the big question coming in, and Matt Turner kinda of came out of nowhere. Just basically a late bloomer and and uh just kind of blew up out of nowhere just came over to arsenal this past year playing excellent i have no no worries about matt turner he's fantastic he's gonna do a great job the big question mark is gonna be the center backs basically our two best center backs are out with long-term injuries miles robinson which was killer back in may towards achilles wasn't able to recover in time fantastic player he's another one really just emerged out of nowhere was huge in qualifying we certainly don't get here without you miles so if you're listening, we we appreciate what you did for us, um, and really came through in the in the Gold Cup. Just another guy that just kind of blew up out of nowhere. It really emerged as our number one center back. That was a tough loss. Chris Richards, another one. He hasn't played since August. He's playing for Crystal Palace in the Premier League, unable to go. So Walker Zimmerman, the the reigning MLS Defender of the Year, is a, is a quality option. He's also great with his with his head. He's he's a scoring threat. You know, on set pieces, great. Great with his head, great in the air, um, and then that that second center back spot is is a big question mark. They did bring in Tim Ream, which I loved. The old, basically the old vet of the group. He's 35 years old. He's his athleticism is the knock against him, and kind of why you know Bear Halter. I don't all fully understand the X's and O's of soccer like I do football. So you know I try to try to keep up with it and understand Bear Halter. From what I understand, he likes to play a high line with his with his center backs, meaning he likes more athletic center backs that press play more up top and, and need the athleticism to kind of get back and, you know, not let people pass them. So two of our vets, Tim Ream and John Brooks, were basically completely phased out. And John Brooks is one of our best players over the past few years got kind of completely phased out of the team just for his lack of speed and athleticism. But he's excellent on ball, excellent passing, kind of similar with Tim Ream. Tim Ream has been playing strong in the Premier League, kind of worked his way back in. He's actually captaining Fulham, and in, in in this process, I was on Twitter like I, I don't understand how how Tim Ream can possibly not be on the roster. So he he did work his way back into the roster. I think he'll provide some veteran leadership. Excited about it, and I do got to shout out my my boy our boy DeAndre Yedlin. He was he was at Akron while we were at Akron. The only person from the 2014 team on the roster from the 2014 World Cup. The only person with World Cup experience. He's gonna be he's gonna be that backup right back spot um you know he'll get he'll get some game action at some point love the guy go go wait we go way back um so i gotta i gotta shout out our akron boy and that's that's the, you know that's the, the the gist of the squad talented squad they're gonna uh they're gonna they're gonna surprise some boys they got no no excuse they're they're way too talented to to lose to wales or iran they 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 should get six points they're talented enough to compete with england you know if you're gonna get drawn it with a, one of them top tier teams you know you don't want Brazil, you don't want Argentina, you don't want you know Spain. So I mean, England was a good team to get. Wish we could have got Qatar, who who gets in that in that number that that first pot due to them hosting. But England was probably the second team you wanted. So it is a it is a winnable group. And then you know you got to think England has never beaten us when it matters. You got American Revolution, you got War of eighteen twelve, World Cup nineteen fifty couldn't beat us, World Cup. 2010, they couldn't beat us. We were drawn into the group with England in 2010. We drew them, and we got through the group first on goal differential. So you know, England can't beat us when it matters. Big things coming from from the U.S. Just talked for probably way longer than I was supposed to, but uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a good squad. It's a very talented squad. I have high expectations. I you know, I, I
0: I'm, I'm I'm on cloud nine right now. I'm ready to go. Ah, we're at about. 12 minutes right now we're not doing too bad so we'll we'll keep it moving the other major storyline of this tournament is Messi and Ronaldo probably both their final world cups in my in my eyes I don't see them playing four more years of soccer so absolutely obviously (laughs) I'm a Messi guy uh Danny is the opposite we're we'll hash it out here for a little bit i did a lot of extensive research on uh messy stats that benefit him and not ronaldo it just it, we should all just take a moment to uh, yeah appreciate that i do like i was just i was just gonna say like before we start roasting
1: the opposite party we do have to sit back and appreciate how Fortunate we are. I mean, these guys are so far in a way like one and two all time. Like they are the goats by far, and the fact that their eras almost perfectly like coincided is is just remarkable. And probably not be another Messi or Ronaldo for quite some time. So truly appreciate this last glimpse because they both have faded a little bit. They aren't what they were, you know, quite just a couple years ago. Father time is undefeated. So before we start to Talk why one's better than the other. Just
0: appreciate the greatness while they're here. Agreed. So to to be quite frank, uh, Messi is, I think, a more well-rounded and talented soccer player. Ronaldo is probably a better finisher. But M- Messi, with ball on his boot, there is no one that has ever touched the ball like Messi. It is insane watching him dribble up down around and, and passing everything i think his game is more fluid than ronaldo's and just kind of almost godlike in, in that he just flows around everyone else on the field that's my opening statement do you have one uh, yeah i mean I, I i he's he's unbelievable he's
1: unbelievable with the, with the ball they certainly have a, a different skill set but they both you know are impeccable finishers passers ronaldo much more imposing of an athlete messi is much more i mean not that ronaldo's not skilled but messi is you know much small a much slighter frame not the explosive athlete not as fast just does amazing things with his feet not that ronaldo can't ronaldo certainly does but he's also he's just much more explosive his jumping his finishing in the air those type of things i mean so there is a bit of a a different skill set messi's more of your your point guard who can score and dish and Ronaldo's kind of your uh, small forward I guess who just does impeccable things also has the slam dunking and you know that kind of ability I guess but I I don't know yeah, the the, one... the PKs and <laughs> and Tappins I don't know that one is necessarily more skilled than the other I think they're both just kind of incredible
0: yeah it it I'm not saying Ronaldo isn't at Skill as skilled, even it's a different game that they have articulated on the pitch. To get to some stats, though, I I think the stats do speak in in Messi's favor here. uh Cristiano Ronaldo has six more club goals than Messi, but has played an additional two seasons. Obviously, Messi hasn't played a whole lot this this current season, which is obviously counts as one of those seasons. You know, I think Messi. Kind of had a better um, ending to his career, and and he's kind of maintained his longevity a little bit longer. He's also played on better teams recently too than uh, Ronaldo uh, with his Portugal squad, and then with United being kind of trash and and such. Also, Messi has twenty eight combined titles to Ronaldo's twenty two, so that's six additional titles, including any club or national titles, uh, meaning like the Copa del Rey and such for Argentina, and then obviously all of the Barcelona and PSG uh, titles in there as well. He has six more of those in two less seasons. And then finally, my biggest point is Messi is what makes him a more well-rounded player, and I think better is that he had high assist, ca- uh, assist stats compared to Ronaldo's. Messi has 95 more club assists than Ronaldo. I couldn't find the national comparison. It's got to be higher in that as well. And that led to, I think, more titles because, you know, Ronaldo always wants to be the one to score. I don't know how many of those goals of his are PKs. But Messi takes PKs too, so that is what it is. I think, obviously, Messi has a very legit chance to win a World Cup here. Argentina is five to one; they are the second favorites behind Brazil, and and, and Portugal is like a long shot. It's a possibility, but a long shot to even make the semifinals. I think for Portugal, and I think that that has it wrapped up for me and Messi.
1: All right, so here's my time for my rebuttal where I will tell you why all of what he said is just is just wrong or the wrong interpretation of stats. But first, let me say, Ronaldo is 37, almost 38. I don't know that you can say Messi has aged more gracefully. I mean, the, uh, Ronaldo... I didn't has, say he aged more gracefully. You said, you said the latter half of his career unwinding better. I, I don't know that you can... I don't know that you can realistically... I mean, we'll see what Messi's doing at 37, but r- what Ronaldo... You know, I mean, when you look at the Euro, the 2020 Euros, which were played in 2021 due to COVID, what Ronaldo's doing at 37 was just remarkable. It is it is remarkable to see how he has adapted his game. You know, Messi obviously is going to get more assists. He's always played that 10 role, that that center attacking mid that's distributing the ball. Uh, How Ronaldo has kind of transitioned from that winger, that left wing role. And, you know, as his athleticism has started to wane, that explosive speed isn't quite there anymore how he's just you know transitioned into that just that central striker role his game has adapted as his athleticism has waned which is what what great athletes you know have to do but but so as far as the goals you know, it's 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 easy to forget that from the first half of Ronaldo's career was in the Premier League, which top to bottom is much more. There's much more depth. It's much more competitive. Your your 20th team in the Premier League is still capable of pretty much beating anyone. It's not. That's not the case in La Liga or in League U or Serie A or uh, the Bundesliga. So, so when you compare, it's it's difficult. Obviously, Ronaldo was scoring much less goals, and initially, while he's playing with Rain, Wayne Rooney. Um, like I said, he wasn't, he wasn't that focal goal scoring role. It's different when you compare their time in La Liga, you know, in his time at Real Madrid, Ronaldo was, he scored more goals than games played in, which Messi was unable to accomplish in his time at Barcelona. So I think when you, when you kind of control the variables, you look at their time in La Liga, Ronaldo was producing goals at a, at a, at a, not a much higher clip, but at a higher clip. I mean, Messi was obviously still doing it at a freakish rate. Um, and, and when you compare the talent that they played with, I mean, obviously, Real Madrid was very talented, but Barcelona top to bottom was the most talented team in the world for an extended period of time. When you look at the the international game, Argentina is it, one of the, you know, top to bottom best countries in the world they have been throughout the history of international soccer whereas portugal has not portugal has had some good teams but they are certainly not an a tier team they're they're a b tier team if that uh you know prior to messi arsenal arch archinal Ar- Ar- mixed <laughs> yeah just mixed mm-hmm. up both countries argentina had won uh two world cups prior to messi and they've won zero with him they have won 14 uh, Copa Americas, so they have 14 South American trophies prior to Messi. Um, that was the big knock against him for much of his career, is that he was unable to to deliver that trophy. They finally were able to to win in 2021. So he got Messi got his first South American trophy, his only South American trophy in 2021, uh, a feat that Argentina had done 14 times prior to him. Obviously, you have to compete against Brazil. But when you look at Europe and, you know, Europe, you're competing against Spain, against England, against Germany, against France, against Italy, much more depth than in, in, in Europe. Even, you know, oftentimes they with the African and the Asian and the, you know, the North American teams that get automatic qualifying to the World Cup, oftentimes the European championships are looked at as, as actually more competitive than the World Cup, believe it or not. So Ronaldo was able to deliver two trophies to Portugal who had never had one prior prior to his career. So um not that they not that is a, a bad country. They've been competitive before, but they are certainly a, a B tier country. And it's 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 I'm interested to see what happens this year because this is certainly as Ronaldo's, you know, almost thirty-eight years old, they finally have like a competent squad around like this is the best Portugal team he's ever had. So while his abilities have waned a bit, I'm very interested to see what he can accomplish with this with this strong group that they have. But when you look at champions leagues uh, Ronaldo has five to Messi's four, and I and I hate how Messi. So Messi, his first Champions League, he was he didn't play. He was he was 18 years old. Barcelona won won it without him in the game. So while he gets credit for that trophy, I don't think it should be used in the goat conversation. So basically. You have five Champions Leagues to Messi's four. Ronaldo has the most goals and assists in the Champions League. He's the all-time sco- leading scorer in European Championships. He's the all-time international goal scorer. Um, you know, so I think I think when you look at the at the whole picture of what Ronaldo has been able to accomplish in his career, it is uh, better overall. I think he's the more explosive athlete. I think he's the better finisher. And I think he's accomplished more with less. So Ronaldo is, is always gonna be the goat in my books. Not that Messi is not fantastic, but but it's, I'm
0: a, I'm always a Cristiano boy. And uh, well, I, well, I'll stop you there because I think you talked longer about Ronaldo than the US Men's <laughs> preview. Um,
1: and Ronaldo has better abs and a more chiseled jaw. I mean, what do you what I do mean, you want? You know, he
0: is, he is more physically uh, attractive, but. Uh Messi, I Messi's just a seems like a cooler dude. But they're both they both commit tax fraud. <laughs> they both, yeah, they do. the i I think that uh, Ronaldo
1: will be he will be unfa- unfairly judged for how how much of a train wreck United is right now. how much of it. I think, and what stinks is he could have went to city. And he he chose to come back to United out of like loyalty and 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 uh, what's the the United guy the old guy uh, Sir Sir Alex Ferguson is that his name That might not even that might not that might be a different might might be a different English guy, but uh, you know he if Ronaldo went to City it, I don't even think we'd be having this goat conversation because he, he'd be he'd be I mean City yeah. obviously they won the Premier League. It's a it's a, the biggest what if of his career. Is, you know, I'm so be, glad they be, got Holland instead. Um, well, yeah, but he would have been there the year before. He would
0: have been there last year, even and and would have lit it up. They they still wouldn't have gotten Holland then. This year they wouldn't have went. I I feel like they probably still would have, but. Well, yeah, maybe, but who knows? That's uh, frivolous. Uh, so you, let's get to the bets. Uh, I already said I have Argentina five to one to.
1: It was Sir Alex Ferguson. He was he was the manager at the man United for forever and back when Ronaldo was there
0: but proceed what were you saying Argentina at five to one to win the World Cup then that is what uh, FIFA predicted as well they've predicted the last three World Cup winners correctly use simulating it by the you know official EA developers simulating the tournament so I think it said Argentina lose or beats Brazil I think in the finals following that seems like a good bet you can also get uh, South America to win the World Cup so basically Brazil or Argentina and that's plus 125 I think either one of those is a good bet Uh, definitely getting Brazil and Argentina at plus 125, but it's tough to still only have two teams to win the entire World Cup at basically barely plus money. So not great value there, but they are the two favorites of the entire tournament. I would just take both of those teams to reach the finals instead of South America winning the World Cup. And then obviously Europe is minus 300 to win the World Cup. My uh, other three bets here, Two, the next two I'll get Morocco out of the way Morocco to finish third in group F that is plus 120. I think Canada uh can get get the the spot there and then the the fourth team is shit. so I think Morocco to finish third. and then my two USA bets USA to finish the group with six points that is plus four fifty. The favorite in that group is USA to finish with four points. Bear, not even two to one, less than two to one. So I rather take this route for them to really crush the group here, get two full wins, and uh finish that at plus four fifty. And then USA to reach the quarterfinal. I didn't want to do eliminated in the quarterfinal, much better odds there, but to reach the quarterfinal is plus four fifty-five. Those are my World Cup future bets
1: i do i do like it i do like it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna disagree with anything there necessarily um obviously big one i don't even know what it is currently it was minus it was or is well it's minus 105 right now on DraftKings at least so the usa to advance basically getting even money like i said they they shouldn't struggle with wales and in iran they 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 need to get through this group that's the that's the bare minimum of what they should accomplish. So minus 105, I do like the U.S. to uh, to qualify from their group. Another one that I like that you're not gonna you're not gonna crush it on, um, but Brazil minus 300 to win the group to win Group G. I mean, Brazil's like minus 350 to win the entire tournament. You have to go back to i mean they're 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 almost a lock to win the group so this is free money obviously you got to bet a lot of money to make a little money you know but if you're if you're interested in free money i think that's a great bet to make they have you have to go back to 1966 the last time brazil did not win their group and i think they have a very favorable group um cameroon unfortunately probably just going to get smacked around um they got serbia which if you're you know if you're going to get a, a european team you know that's that's one of the ones you want not not one of the top tier you know they they avoided you know, a germany or a team that they could have got out of that second pot and they also have switzerland who is another you know they've had some some good runs in tournaments of late but they this is a kind of that golden generation swiss generation that's that's old now i, I don't think Switzerland's going to be much of a threat to them so you know it's almost been it's been what 56 years since brazil's failed to win their group and i i don't see this year being any different as stacked as they are right now brazilian football is just it's just something else um so, and then a couple dark horse bets that i do like and they kind of go together here so to win the tournament i th- i like the dutch not that they have that fantastic of a team but they're minor or they're plus 1200 um you know obviously the dutch have had better teams before but it is still a good team And they have a very favorable draw so the qatar as hosts they get they get into that that top pot with the with the top seven teams in the world you know to, to each get drawn into one group um so so qatar basically the netherlands avoided having a top tier team by getting qatar they got you know the worst team in the in the tournament who shouldn't be in the tournament but that's a different argument uh steve kind of touched on it the only host to have never qualified for a world cup before the home field advantage the host always does well but qatar is certainly you know batting batting they're 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 not they're not in the league of their own right now so. no one's died there yet well minus the six thousand workers But (laughs) I wanted us to be in with Qatar so bad because then it's, you know, you get a cupcake instead of your top tier team. But the Netherlands are going to beat Qatar. They're probably going to beat Ecuador, who actually is a is they're They're also a very young. They were one of the surprising teams to come out of South America. I'm excited to see what they'll do. But. Senegal is actually a very good African team. Just lost uh, Sadio Mane, their, their star, the, the runner-up to the Belen this year. Some type of a, a fibular injury. Sounds like that he picked up right before the World Cup. Unfortunate, unfortunate that that is in the middle of the season. Thanks, Qatar. <laughs> they included him on the roster. They know he's missing that first game, which is the Netherlands. But they are bringing, don't worry, they are bringing witch doctors to try to heal him and get him ready for their later games. Hopefully it works out for you, Senegal. If if, if Mane comes back and plays in the tournament, then every NFL team needs to, to mandatory have a witch doctor on staff. But I don't think Sadio Mane is going to be able to play in this tournament, unfortunately. So you have a great, great, fantastic draw for Netherlands. They're almost a lock to win that group, I would say uh plus 1200 to win the tournament um and then you know that second game as the as the group winner they're likely to get you know a US or a Wales a, a, another beatable team in that round of 16 games, so you know the Netherlands have a favorable draw to at least get to the quarterfinals and then from that point you know anything can can happen and then you know player props I got I to gotta I, I got to give I got to I got you got to give me a bet for the golden boot too so Golden boot is always a tough thing to predict. You know uh, 2014 my boy Hamas Rodriguez nobody nobody thought it was gonna be him just blew up had a fantastic tournament um, so one person that I do like going along that same Netherlands line is uh, Memphis Depay they're, uh, you know, their their main scorer main scoring threat plus 2,200 for for golden boot right now and and just for those reasons, I I said you know Netherlands are likely looking to at least having five games. I'd say you know four games is their minimum. They're probably going to get to that fifth game at least out of a maximum of seven. So you know I'll just take their the guy who's going to have their most goals. They have the they have the easiest route to get deep. So I think Depay is a good a good pick for
0: the Golden Boot. I like Depay. That probably wraps it up. Uh yeah, we were r- we're right around the half hour mark. So. so who's your who's your who's your who's your golden
1: boot though? Who you got winning it? Oh shit. Uh Messi. <laughs> <laughs> Lionel Messi plus plus 1000. Oh, I forgot the t- I, one thing I have to say too. Ronaldo, there is no if Ronaldo will become the the first first player to score in five World Cups. And uh, another another fantastic fantastic record that Ronaldo will set that will probably never be beaten it may be tied it will be tied eventually but it will never be beaten i can't imagine someone being healthy and productive long enough to score in six across six world cups unless they make it more frequent than four years but but uh, a record that will never be broken so you know that when ronaldo gets that first goal that's uh that's what you're looking at is benzema hurt benzema is not hurt he's plus 1200 i I have plus fourteen hundred on a, Fanduel. On Fanduel, okay, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a that's a great pick, especially. Yeah, yeah. France France banged up. There's missing, my two some key guys, so their their other key guys are going to step up. It. I mean, man, the U.S. is actually remarkably healthy. Other than other than the two big like long term injuries that you knew weren't playing, so many people got banged up in these recent weeks, and the U.S. is like peaking at the perfect time. No excuses. No excuses. Greg Bearhalter's going to get it done. I love what he's done with this team. Beautiful. You know, out of the the analogy I like to use is that out of the rubble is a beautiful, this beautiful flower was born. Them, them crashing and burning for the 2018 qualifying, you know, they out with the old and in with the young. And then these guys are, I'm excited. The beautiful thing about the U.S. national team, there are so many, not just American, there there are so many other nationalities represented. You know, people that have dual citizenship or, you know, multiple multiple nationalities and bearhalter's done a done a fantastic job of convincing a plethora of guys to to play for the US rather than the other countries that they were eligible for. Very diverse melting pot squad, melting pot, melting pot squad. It's a beautiful team. Can I'm excited to watch this team continue to grow. That's all I got that's the, that's what I'm going to close on.
0: All right. Well, stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at @return to play pod. We we and by we I mean mostly Danny will be updating you on some hot World Cup takes. Maybe uh, there's definitely going to be a couple injuries, you know, happening. So we'll try to cover those as well. And then also, if this is happens to be your first time listening to us, uh, give us a follow, a like, a share. Check out our NFL centric podcast that we typically do week to week. More importantly. Stay healthy, the world.